Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good transcendency, fellow citizens. Welcome to Ibiza. Ibiza? Yeah, welcome to the Ibethan Institute for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'll be your spirit guide this afternoon, Liam S. Smith. I pull out my yoga mat, take a seat. I'm like, ooh, take me on this journey, please. Mm. Ooh. Together, we will achieve infinity and watch a lot of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. A little anime by Hirohiko Araki. Oh, I love Hirohiko Araki. I hear he's in vogue right now. Now everyone, check your Thetan levels and we'll figure out what level of the cult you're on. I just put like two fingers to my forehead and then stroke my nose. I'm like... That's the, um, that's the Scientology thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Nick. Yes. You're one of my co-hosts. I am one of the co-hosts. And you, Liam, are... One of the co-hosts. That's right, and this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where today we are recapping and discussing the 11th episode out of 12 so far of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6 Stone Ocean, which is the 163rd episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, covering chapters 44 through 47 of the original Stone Ocean manga, but specifically in terms of JoJo as a whole chapters, Damn right. 638 through 641. That is the, not that many. That is the normal amount of episode per chapter ratio. I don't know if I believe that, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> this episode is, of course, entitled Operation Savage Garden, parentheses, head to the courtyard, end parentheses, comma, part two. All in full words. Oh, I'm sorry. I also missed the exclamation point after Courtyard. Thank you. Can you reiterate what the episode name is? Operation Savage Garden, parentheses, head to the courtyard, exclamation point, end parentheses, comma, part two. Thank you. This episode is about what if space was indoors? What if the hit movie Gravity took place in a rec room? And was an anime. Yeah. And didn't have any of the romance elements whatsoever. Were there romance elements in Gravity? I don't know. Haven't seen it. Neither have I. Nick. Yes. As I have talked about at length to you this morning, Mm -hmm. yesterday I saw what could loosely be described as a live action anime in terms of the stylized anime bullshit that goes on in it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Though it is, of course, a Chinese-American movie. Mm -hmm. Everything, everywhere, all the time. It's a good movie. You should watch it. It has multiverses. Karate and Ratatouille phenomenon. Hey, speaking of phenomenon, did you know that we have patrons? Hmm, doesn't sound right to me. Well, Liam, you'd be shocked to find out that we do and have had patrons for a while. What? Tell me more. But there's not much to fucking tell, alright? Just calm your farm down because this week's patron is the aptly named Ken. Ken. An American name from Street Fighter, but... With a Japanese counterpart in Ryu. Mm. Mm. And an American girlfriend in Barbie. American girlfriend in Barbie. Uh, is she American? Probably. Are you sure? She's Japanese. She's my favourite anime. Ah, uh, Barbie. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's got to be a better way. What? I've gone back to the infomercial riff that was leading us oh, into that. Oh, I see. It was an awkward transition, I'm willing to admit that. But you know what? This is what the patrons pay for, alright? This is what they give us the money for. This is what Ken wants Who us to Who are your to top five Kens, Nick? Uh, Ken Watanabe. Yep, great Easily choice. Easily right up there. Yep. Ken from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken from King of Fighters. Which one was he? Uh, I don't know if he exists. But okay. I assume that for legal reasons, there is a counterpart in there that exists. Sure. Um, my friend Ken from uni, who really pulled me out of a hard time with an assignment. Good on um, you, Ken. I don't know if he's still alive or not, but I assume he is. And me, Ken. Nick, you have, of course, failed this question by failing to mention our patron, Ken. Oh! Thank you, Ken. I'm sorry, he's number zero, as ah, he is the above the boss. ranking. Yes, he's rank S, obviously. Nick, I have started playing the online MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV, which features a free trial up until level 50, including first expansion, Heavensward. Mm. I, however, am not eligible for that free trial because (laughs) I purchased the game at launch back in 2014 and I only played like 10 hours of it. Mm. Wait, so does that mean that you don't... I'm never eligible for the free trial. Wow, okay. So you don't have to pay the subscription if I want to play. Oh no, Liam. Just make a new account. Get the free trial. No, because 
I had a compelling reason that I didn't want to do that, but I can't remember it. Is it because you're lazy? No. You oh, sure? I think it's because um, my free trial account, well, my pay- purchase account is already associated with the email address I would use to track uh, to make sure I'm not getting charged for six months when I'm not playing the game. Right. I see. I see. But couldn't you do it with literally any other email? But I wouldn't check that. No, that's fair. That's fair. I know I don't check my emails. Yeah, good luck getting in contact with me, anyone. In conclusion, I've been playing this game for three days now, and I haven't gotten past character creation. <laughs> Why am I not surprised by this? <laughs> to be fair, I you did send through a lot of pictures of character creation. I sent through four for the group chat to vote on, and that mm. was culled down from about eight. Liam, sidebar. Hmm. Question. We've entered the sidebar. Okay, so... <laughs> sidebar with Nick. Hi, I'll have a gin and tonic, thank you. Um, so, question. And then the sidebar is like, beep boop. <laughs> There's so many elements to this sidebar. <laughs> um, why do you spend so long making these characters? You gotta look good. What's the point if you don't look good? Damn right, and that's why Ken is my favourite patron. That's right, and that's why I'm here to talk to you today about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <gasps> Part 6, Stone Ocean. I haven't read Crazy Diamond's Bizarre Heartbreak or the new Dust Spoke Kishibe Rohans yet, so I can't talk to them. Stop asking me. No, no one's asked. Um, <laughs> it's like, don't at me. No one added me, I want you to. <laughs> don't you dare. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good episode, I guess. It's a big fight. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I would say we're we're kind of like in the weird zone where I think they want to get on with this bit to get on to the next bit. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. Nick, I have distressing news. What? The JoJo Wiki will be doing server maintenance in 3 hours, 22 minutes, and 53 seconds. We are on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. Look. As long as we can get the important information out of it, we'll be fine. Right? Okay. Right? We're always on topic all the time. It doesn't take us four hours to record these episodes. Towards the end of this episode, we learn the name of the stand user of Jumping Jack Flash. And so that we don't have to keep referring to him as the unnamed stand user. Let's get that out of the way right at the top. His name is Lang Rangford. Lang Rangford? Yeah. I thought it was Wrangler. Oh, sorry. You're right. Yeah. Lang Lang Wrangler. Um, now, I think I may have mentioned in a previous episode, I've been listening to a lot of the podcast Bunta Vista of late. Okay. And they have a segment called The Great American Hall of Name, where they read out lists of names of American people in, like, sporting associations and things like that. Yeah. And Lang Wrangler would fit right in there. <laughs> I mean, Lang Wrangler just sounds like Lone Ranger, but shit. Yeah. Oh, by gum, it's the Lang Wrangler. Ew. Uh, do, do we have to go, you know, f- look at him? Like, really? Avert your eyes, children. It's the Lang Wrangler. Don't look at his weird ropes. He's perverse. They come out of his fingers. Much like Jolene Cujo. Oh, God. Is Jolene Cujo the real Lang Wrangler? Nick, Lang Wrangler's name is drawn from two sources. I'm not surprised. Helmut Lang, an Austrian artist and former fashion designer. Ooh. Uh... He showed his first uh, Helmut Lang runway collection in Paris uh, in 1987, then later moved to New York. He used unconventional materials such as rubber, feather and metallic fabrics and redefined the silhouette of the 1990s and early 2000s. Hmm, interesting. I would say that much like the character of Lang Wrangler, who seems to wear like rubber and metal. Oh boy. Mr. Helmut Lang also likes zero gravity. Yeah, sure. And the other source is, of course, Wrangler Jeans. Ah. Ha, I'm Wrangler Jeans. I hear there's a Lang Wrangler here I need to wrestle. Yes, that's him over there, officer, please, if you would. By the way, good jeans. Thanks. I made them myself. Wrangler jeans were first made by the Bluebell Overall Company. I'm not going to read you the history of the oh, Wrangler But what if they were in some kind of controversy? Nothing. Or... There's no subtitle on their Wikipedia page. <sighs> Damn it. This section started so strong and now it's just become, yeah, some fashion brands are actually fine. They're really boring. Yeah. Hirohiko Araki should name more characters after Nazi <laughs> sympathizers. We need to know who they are <laughs> and Araki needs to filter it down for us. This podcast is the single best method humanity has devised of naming and shaming white supremacist fashion designers. What does that say about us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Nick, um, the Jojo Valley commentary for The Stand of Lang Wrangler, Jumpin' Jack Flash is as follows. I may have read this last episode, but I don't think I did. We're gonna read it again. You're gonna listen. As the name suggests, this stand ignores gravity and hops around. That makes sense. That name is, of course, Jumpin' Jack Flash. Yeah. As the name suggests, this stand ignores gravity. Yeah, Jumpin' Jack Flash. The, you know, jumping, obviously, you... And hops around. Yeah, and obviously... I think yeah. I came up with this one after hearing the song, too. It wasn't really necessary to make it remotely controlled, so it became like a suit partway through. Hmm. Wait, partway through? Partway through. Wait, so he decided at some point... Like, so oh. first it was like your standard, like... Stand that's a guy over there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this, is, this isn't really necessary. And then, uh, you know, I think for most of this episode, all we really see of it is like close up shots of like the turbines yeah. on Lang Wrangler's wrists. And he's like, jumping Jack's back. I don't know why I went Boston for a second there. Or then. why you called the stand that. Isn't it jumping Jack's back? Jumping Jack Flash. Flash. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, jumping Jack Flash. I never meant, I never meant offense. I never meant to hurt you, break you down. Or, more importantly, zero your gravity. While we're talking, mm-hmm. um, listener... Which is what we do on a podcast. Yeah. Yes. While we're recording this podcast, yeah. I thought I would let you know that listener Ben Tonic got in touch after the release of last episode with some information on Emporio's stand vis-a-vis ghosts of things. Ghosts of things? You remember Emporio's stand burning down the house, which yeah. has the ghosts of objects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has this to say. I hope it's good. To explain some of Emporio's weirdness vis-a-vis what exactly a dead place or thing is, part of why I think Dead Man's Questions is a good read, that is, of course, you remember the spin-off with Ghost Amnesiac Yoshikage Kira? Uh, Which we've talked about in brief but haven't covered in thorough. Is that the one where he comes back as a detective? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, It's a good read regardless of its protagonist, is that it fleshes out the world of the dead a lot in some neat ways that end up informing burning down the house's mechanics. For example, ghost rooms exist folded within the living world, almost like a sinkhole dragging past impressions of the area into some sort of photo book of Monsters Inc. doors, all accessed through a thin crack in the wall. This obviously ties into how ghost rooms are accessed, but also how ghost objects exist with zero regard for how space actually works. Such as uh, Emporio carrying a trash bin in his pocket and the infinite void within the jacket. The fuck? You remember seeing those things? Yeah, 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 but like... How, how are there these rules established in, in JoJo's? <laughs> doesn't make any sense! Stands can only be hurt by stands apart from when, say, a stand flings a bunch of nuts and bolts at another stand. (laughs) Also, just because I think it's neat, those cracks in reality keep piling up with ghost people, places, things and get further compressed until the innermost ghosts are forever consumed by nightmare entropy lizards that also hunt our main character for eternity. Yes, it's still Jojo. What? Araki, you beautiful genius. It's like the uh, Langoliers by Stephen King. The Langolia. Oh, is that the one with the time lizards? They're like time mouths, I think. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. God damn. Thank you. The only time mouth I'm interested in is my mouth at lunchtime. <laughs> what? I'm on the sea time diet. The sea time diet? I'm on the sea time diet. The hell is the sea time I will diet? not expound on that any oh, further. Oh, okay, all right. I can only assume that it's something to do with the ocean. The Stone Ocean. You are incorrect, but oh. that's a great segue. This is, of yeah. course, the opening of Stone Ocean <laughs> episode 11 out of 12 to date. Uh, we're quickly running into that wall again. So, like, I don't really... Like, other than the fact that we're running out of content for the podcast, I don't mm. really give a shit about the staggered release of Stone Ocean on Netflix in batches. Mm. Um, obviously, it's awkward that the podcast is running out of content and September is further than I prefer to wait. But like, some people on Twitter are like really up in arms about the Netflix batch release model. Oh. Um, but something that I have seen as a result of that is the last couple of announcements of the um, or promotions of the uh, September release date mm. do seem to be shrinking the amount of episodes that are coming out in that batch Gradually, going what? from like next 12 episodes in September to next nine episodes in September. I'm sorry, hang on a minute. Might indicate some production problems, perhaps. Mm. Yeah, just like David himself is just like, now hang on a fucking second, guys. Mr. Sorry. David, to Miss, you. Miss, sorry, Monsieur David. David he, Production. He woke up one day. Famous and, French fashion designer yeah. and, and radical anarchist. One day he woke up and he looked at an episode and just went, 
Jesus fucking Christ. It's rubbish. He, it's fucking raw. He walks into the studio, slams down the the film reel on the table and goes, look at this. Look at this. Do you see what this is? It's like, yeah, that's the that's the only living copy of the episode that we have. The one that we all agreed. We, just it would live at your it house. it on fire. It would live at your house. Um, it would stay exactly where it is. You would and, sleep with it in your bed. And you would protect it for the next six months. Did I? Did I say that? It's like, yes, you said it in Japanese, our native tongue. Oh, Which we are speaking did... right now. Oh, did I? And then he picks it up, picks up a lighter, and everyone in the room is like, David, David, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing what needs to be done. <laughs> there will only be seven episodes in the batch. Chink. <sighs> now, get back to work, you monkeys. And then they all like go off and make that episode again. Nick, thanks for vamping while I looked up those uh, tweets no I mentioned. Yeah. Hmm. So one of the, there's three announcements screenshotted in this tweet I've pulled up here. The first one is, and I don't know which order they've come in, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, episodes 13 to 24 coming 2022. Then next after that, episodes 13 to 22 coming 2022. Hmm. Then after that, again, episodes 13 to 22. So it seems to have shrunk. Maybe someone just can't do math. And that first one was just wrong. It would be a little disappointing if we do wait, what is that, like, nine, ten months from December when it dropped last year Mm. to September this year and then only get nine episodes. Look, you're not paying for quantity. You're paying for quality. Uh, In the sense that Netflix is ruining everything. (laughs) To be fair, though, if it does mean that they have better episodes, like... But it might not. I mean... (laughs) I mean, I was watching today's episode and there were a lot of... Missing sounds and just like... Why didn't notice any missing sounds? I was going to say a lot of just like people talking over still frames. Yes. <laughs> but that's half of the JoJo's That's joy. anime. But... Yeah, that's anime right there. If you don't have someone saying, yes, we need to do this within three minutes over a six minute period and then having to do the thing that's going to take three minutes, I don't know what... Like, what are you doing with your life? Well, we can only hope that much like uh, how early in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7 Steel Ball Run, uh, it pivoted from a weekly release to a monthly release. We can only hope that shortly into the anime run of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7 Steel Ball Run, it will pivot from weekly 23-minute episodes to monthly three-hour <laughs> mini-movies. <laughs> I hope that what we actually get, instead of these batch releases that happen every nine months i hope we get two minutes of an episode every week every day every day we get 30 (laughs) seconds on tiktok and we're just like oh my god someone stitch it together someone stitch it together wait isn't that just it's isn't that kind of already what most tiktok storytelling accounts are yeah oh god oh god anyway we're zero seconds into this episode and we've been going for 20 minutes yep so let's get started okay we're in the security room. We almost room. didn't talk about the episode for the length of the episode. <laughs> that would not be the first no. time it happened, though. <laughs> so, yes, we're in the security room and the prisoner guards are like, there's something happening in Corridor 7B, which leads from the, f- the medical ward to the factory. <gasps> Can't let anyone get out of there. So it's probably not a riot or something, but let's let's keep an eye out. What do you think, Father Pucci? Who happens to be here for some reason. He's like, I trust the prison and the prisoners. Anyway, can I look through all the phone records like I always do, please? And the guards are like, of course, Father Pucci, you're never evil. Even though we're dealing with a situation right now, you can just do whatever you want. Oh, I see a phone call from this particular phone to the Speedwagon Foundation. Better listen to that off screen. How does he know what the Speedwagon Foundation is? Well, if you recall, Mm. he's an associate of John Gallier, who was explicitly Mm. uh, an adherent of Dio. Indeed. Uh, So it stands to reason that he would have some information about Dio's, the organisation that assists, exists to assist Dio's greatest enemies. Hmm, I suppose The Joestar family, the Speedwagon Foundation. Indeed, that huge multinational corporation that it is now. Yeah. How big is the Speedwagon Foundation? It's huge. Like, they can mobilise a secret unmanned submarine in a matter of minutes just for a one-man prison break. They fought with the Nazis in World War II and remember all those resources they deployed in parts three and four? Yes. 
It's huge. It's huge. Did we see any of them in part five? Mm, technically speaking, I think Koichi was there on their behalf. Okay. All right. So they can just send people wherever they want. Yeah. Do whatever they want. What if we just get an entire part that's dedicated to it? The Speedwagon Foundation's become too big. Speedwagon Foundation spinoff. Uh, Jojo, Agents of Speedwagon. <laughs> Middle management but Mr. Speedwagon. Like, but Mr. Speedwagon, I thought you died. I did. <laughs> that was a hundred years ago. Or, for me, it was thousands. For I've existed through multiple iterations of this universe. Do you enjoy my new form? You're just a big worm. Damn right I am. Uh, and then he, uh, everything, everywhere, all the time is himself to have karate powers and punches a vampire. <laughs> Are there vampires in that movie? Sadly not. <sighs> you would think a multiverse movie would have vampires. There is a location that looks pretty much exactly like the, like... Artificial evil cathedral in Near Automata. I can I can get down with that. Okay, I was. <laughs> but just... I won't share any further plot events of that movie in case any of our listeners want to go see it because it's they good. should. It's a good movie. I was more hoping that Morbius would get tied. It's honestly, just really refreshing to have like a like high concept film that's not tied to a big franchise yeah. for the first time in a while. Yeah, because you're just like, oh, it's a nice complete package. That's nice. Mm. Yeah, doesn't have to lead into anything, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some music playing nearby. I hope that's not picking up on the mic. And if it is, you're welcome. <laughs> so Father Pucci does what he does off he's, screen. <laughs> yeah, he's all like, welly, well, well. Time to listen to the phone calls. I'm off, boys. Gonna go listen to this podcast. <laughs> Have you heard of a podcast called JoJo's Domain? World. Hmm. Dot net. JoJo's World dot net. That's our website. Wait, is that the name of the podcast in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Jolene's like... <laughs> Weather report. I'm weightless, and now that you touched me, you too are weightless. Hang on, let me take off my coat. Uh, and then weather report's like, that's correct. Mm. Hey, look, there's the door. It's locked. The bad guy must be hiding in this laundry room somewhere. That bad guy's name, though we don't know it, Lang Wrangler. God damn it. Lang fucking Wrangler. That blast door over there is probably locked and there's a keypad, but we don't know how to open it. That's a problem. Mm. And Jolene's like, I've got to pee. She, like, she goes on for a long time being like, it's so awkward, but I've got to, you know, do the thing that starts with P. Yeah, and we're all like, oh no, is it the second one? And then we are affirmed, no, 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 it's the first the one. The second one. Yeah, the second one. <laughs> that's, Sorry. that's not how people talk Sorry, about it. the third one. <laughs> anyway, it could be any of the three words, but it's not. She really needs to pee real bad. And weather reports like, I already did pee, go over there. You see, in zero gravity, all the blood rushes to the head, but too much blood to the head is bad, so the kidney goes into overdrive to reduce salts. And Jolene is looking at him like, do you understand I love what this, the fuck is going I on? I love this posture she's got when she's like trying to talk about how she needs to pee, which is like, she's hunched up her shoulders. She's buff, by the way. She's probably the first time in a while we've gotten a good look at her like biceps. and Yeah. And she's like shrugging as hell, but in desperation, yeah. kind of just like, what the fuck do you want? I need to pee real bad. This does not come up at any point later in the episode, but. Oh, it does because. Does it? He tells her to go pee in the corner like he just did. Yeah. Uh, and then while she's doing that, uh, she notices all the liquid in uh, from her pee and also from her bleeding nose. Start to shoomph. Oh, yeah. That's a word. Shoomph. Start to shoomph out of the cracks in the room. True. Because they're now in a vacuum because Jolene touched the walls and the floors. I thought that was weather reports pee though. Whatever. Anyway, someone's we're not, urine. We're not here to litigate whose pee is who. <laughs> Look, it's all the same liquid that's getting sucked away somewhere. Yeah, and someone outside is like, oh, what just hit me? Oh, that's not the urine I wanted. I want the other person's urine. There's a nasty little pervert outside the factory window being like, yeah. <laughs> some, some four foot fucking asshole being like, yes, give me. Ah. <laughs> some, is it someone? He's getting a real gold experience. Yikes. <laughs> Big oof there. Yeah, so they're in a vacuum. All the air is leaving the room. Oh, no. And all that blood is leaving our bodies because of our wounds. <gasps> Quick, let's try and cram up those um, those windows with all the furniture in here. Oh, it's not enough. We're in basically a vacuum. And weather report's like, ah, but you see, the real danger yeah, is yeah, the Yeah, so Jolene's like, we're going to suffocate. And, Jolene, <laughs> and weather report's like, no, don't worry. We'll die long before we suffocate. <laughs> this is one of the, like... Several things in this episode where it's like, Hiroika Araki learns how space works. Like, where last episode yeah. it was like, learns how weather works. Uh, yeah, but to be fair, this episode is then, Hiroika Araki forgot how weather works. Yeah. 
and just decided, no, 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 clouds create spacesuits. Yeah. In a, well, I mean, that's stand magic, you know? Yeah. In a vacuum, still... blood boils up like water. In a zero gravity vacuum, people's blood will dry up in 20 seconds before they even suffocate. Uh-huh. Seems unpleasant. Uh, then Lang Wrangler and Jumping Jack Flash shoots a heap of uh, nuts and bolts at them. Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts, copies of it, uh, for the Xbox 360. But where is your mind going with this? Uh, from, and from this point, the Stan has like just become turbines on his wrists. Yeah. He is, I'll reload my bullets, he says, and just pours a big pile of like scrap into his... Like nuts, bolts, screws. Yeah. More bolts. More nuts. We'll get shot. We've got to hide. They've somehow like easily circumvented the facts that last episode. They couldn't really move around at all. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> now they're just like, wait, I have threads and you have the weather. The weather report can move through the atmosphere pretty easily, I think. But Jolene? <gasps> don't know. But there's no atmosphere. It's uh, a vacuum. Weather report grabs her and takes her and they go under some big heavy machinery to hide for a sec. Yep. And he uses the, all the remaining air in the room. To form it into shaped clouds in the shape of spacesuits on either of them. Which still retain their fashionable looks. So it's roughly like a spacesuit helmet. On um, like the joints, there's like cloudy puffs. Yep. And then on each of their chests, there's still the pattern of their clothing. So Weather Report has those like uh, rib or arrow shapes. And Jolene still has her heart butterfly. Because of course we needed them. Yep. And they all have very large kneecaps, I'm just realizing. Yeah, yeah, well, it's on the joints. Uh, uh, they've got those cloud swirls. Ah, uh, yes, that makes sense. Cloud suits. The room is almost a complete vacuum. This is all the remaining air. They only have about a minute left. Yeah, he reckons two minutes tops. The rest of the episode goes for approximately... 18 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Unless we forget, Jolene had merely 20 minutes to get to the... The courtyard? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all good. Time dilation because of space, right? (laughs) Well, we're in a vacuum and thus... Time doesn't work. Yeah, time moves slower in a vacuum. Nick, we've said so many things this episode, just incidentally, that are like foreshadowing of future part six things. Are they? (laughs) Kind of. Hmm, okay, alright. Anyway, so she's in a spacesuit. Yep, Uh, their wounds have stopped flowing freely, but they're running out of time. So they're trying to think like, hey... Why is that, like, dumpster over there? Yeah, so Jolene uses her awesome powers of observation to realise that on the far side of the room, other objects aren't floating, so it's probably outside the zero-gravity vacuum zone. (gasps) It's an attack range. Yeah, stands have maximum attack ranges. And also that guy is probably hiding over there so he doesn't die in the vacuum. Ah, that makes no sense. Why? Well, if he's standing over there not to die in the vacuum... Yeah. But... He is in control of the stand. Couldn't he just lessen? No, because it's um. He can. I think the idea is he can turn it off or not, off or on. But what is in the vacuum area is determined by what Jolene touches. I see. I see. So he, I think it's like a light switch rather than like a um a moving thing. Yeah, like he can turn it all on or all off, or but not like control specific it. things right. on or off. Okay, that makes sense. Is the impression I get yes. from the context of the episode. Yeah. And it has to be within that range for her to be able to touch it to turn it on. What? Well, like, <laughs> if she were to go outside that range, she would then no longer be in zero gravity. But then if she touched That's right, but if she, t- if she landed on the floor, then because it's, yeah, then what it's happens linked then? to the things she touches. Hmm. So if she touched the floor, then it would just the zone would grow. Oh, this is weirding me out. Yep. I, I have no idea because... If we can get there, there will surely be normal air, she says. And Weather Report's like, that's a good idea. You must go, Weather Report. If you do not control the air now, you may miss your chance. Then there's a, a brief moment where a wound opens up on Jolene's arm and she immediately uses a bit of stone ocean, stone-free thread to sew it shut. Being like, oh, the air pressure's getting pretty funky in these suits. Yeah, and Weather Report can't do that, so she's probably safer to stay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sneaky. Nice little touch Mm -hmm. there, David. Weather Report immediately gets attacked and his suit is punctured. (laughs) And Jolene's like, I fucked up. Better defend him. And she tethers herself to some machinery, which uh, acts like, um, you know, how in space suits they've got the, like, air hose. Yep. Which also acts as a tether. Yep. She's got that going on for the rest of the thing, whether, whether, whereas Weather Report... Ugh. Whereas Weather Report is free-floating. Whereas Weather Report is free-floating. That is weird. That is a weird <laughs> sentence to say. So he's just going away. He's having a bad time. Yep. Um, Jolene's deflecting shots. She's doing her aura Doing aura. her best to defend Weather Report. 
uh, he bounces a bunch of um, shots off a green barrel and we're like, oh no, an exploding green barrel. Thank God it's not red. But it doesn't explode. Um, she blocks those ricochet shots and he's like, oh, I wasn't just trying to ricochet off the barrel. I was applying zero gravity to it. For you see, it still has some air left in it. And now that it's punctured, it's flying right towards weather report and will explode and make him not do anything for the rest of the episode until he has to do something. <gasps> and so, what should happen? But the barrel flies forward, it explodes, <gasps> right into weather report. Oh no. And now he can't do anything until the episode demands that he does something. That's right. But in all of this, we get a lot of close-ups of uh, Lang Wrangler. Yep. And man, his mask is the fucking worst. <laughs> Tell me more. Just, like, there's something about him that reminds me of a giant ape. But his okay. eyelids are stitched together. Now, you com- you compared him to um, something during this. What did you compare his-, his look to during the watch? Oh, during the watch. Oh, a Venture Bros character. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he looked just like a Venture Bros character. Hanna-Barbera ass. Yeah, just Superhero like, suit. Just something that's like, yeah, this is meant to be a parody of superheroes, right? He looks like Kick-Ass, but horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> like, he's got the goggles, he's got the bad eyes. It's just, oh, God, I hate it. So Lang Wrangler realises that he can't um, beat Jolene head-to-head uh, because he, her stand is fast and strong enough to block any shots yep. he fires at her. So he hucks a heap of living rats into the vacuum at her, which boil and explode and cover her cloud visor, which exists and is physical, I guess. Yep, weather control, yep. Uh, in sure. blood. Yep. So now she can't see anything. She's like, oh no, oh, no I can't, I can't see, anything. see anything. She's covered in the acidic blood of rats. That's right, if it bleeds, she can kill it. And she just did because they exploded in a vacuum. But unfortunately, acid. I did not expect you to fight against my ability like this. This is checkmate. And he shoots a bunch of shots that, are, that appear to strike, strike home in Jolene's face and body. And he's like, I did it. Now I am the best. I'm Lang fucking Wrangler. <laughs> yeah, everyone will fear my name. I'm glad I was imprisoned here. <laughs> fucking jumping Jack flashes. I'm not the best. <laughs> I don't have the worst mask in the series <laughs> so far. There's nothing I can't do. I'll take the re- the disc to White Snake, and if I want to, I can kill him. And then uh, he goes to move like, away. I'm do- I can do it with my own hands. And then let me just look at my own hands now. Ah, what's this on my wrist turbines? I see. A bunch of spiritual strings are in all of the, um, the what, the sockets? The, the barrels? The holes? The holes that the bullets bits? come out of? Yeah, the, ho- the holes that are on the circle bit. Yeah. And they, they lead back to string girl herself, <gasps> Jolene Cujo. What? But she's dead. But not so. She's just covered in rat blood. <laughs> she's, she's covered in rat blood. Jolene gets an infectious blood-driven disease after this. Oh my god. And uh, we get a very ominous shot of her eyes. Very anime style yeah. being like... And none of the shots actually went into her because Jolene, as we see, had all... She's like, I knew you'd do it. You didn't win. She had already tied up a heap of the sh- the nuts and bolts in the little box of nuts and bolts that he loads into his wrist gauntlets. Uh, and so she's just got all these threads coming through. So she could use her thread to stop them before they hit him. Hit her. Mm, classic. Right? Yep, yep. Uh, and then she... So when he was reloading, she just thread him through. Yeah, so ne- by the act of trying to shoot those shots, he is now... They are now tethered together by her spiritual they powers. They are now ensnared... Like the movie Gravity. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what the plot is. Like, the, I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock... Well, the movie Gravity is about how stands attract stands. Ah. And in this particular instance, a stand is attracting a stand in a much more literal sense by pulling on the rope that connects them. So Jolene pulls Lang Wrangler... Into the gravity space vacuum zone. And he's like, no, no! not my blood! And so he starts boiling alive. Yep. And then he, he starts bulging his eyes, which is even more horrifying than I could have imagined. You are the one in a complete vacuum, she says. <laughs> which I think is a great, um, like, uh, not insult, what do you call it? Um, Coup de gras yeah. thing to say. Yeah, a real, like, now it is you that is in a complete vacuum. You like vacuums, huh? <laughs> 
have all the vacuums in the world. But I wanted to be in a partial vacuum. Well, no. you're in a complete vacuum now. And because you don't have a cloud suit, you'll explode faster than the rest of us. We've won, she says. You must deactivate the zero gravity immediately. And he's like, damn, damn, let me think about the crime that put me in my prison, in this prison and my backstory. I stabbed a female professor 69 times. 63 times. 69. 69? Get the fuck out of here. The nice. nicest number of times to stab oh, someone. Damn. Other than zero. <laughs> right? If you're going to stab someone, make sure it's 69 times. Or like that guy from Mayhem who stabbed his band member 36 times in the back and then said, oh, it was an accident. Is this real? Yeah. Oh, that's fucked. So I, Mayhem have quite a streak of murdering each other where it was like... One of them stabbed one of the other bandmates 36 times and then Shit. in court was like, oh, no, my finger slipped. And the judge was like, your finger slipped 36 times. It's like, yeah, it was an accident. I I've must have fallen over. And, whoops. And that was it. They were like, This is our true crime podcast, yeah. JoJo's World. Yeah, so what really happened is he stabbed him 36 times in the back and was like, now nah, I can just pretend I didn't do it. So That's he's much. in jail now, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then another bandmate, apparently, uh, when he, you know decided to just end his life. Uh, he left a note that would just said, sorry about the mess. And then they used his teeth as necklaces. Nick, this uh, is a very sad series of stories I know. decided to share for no reason. Well, look, 69 times reminded me of stabbed 36 times in the back. And I was like, oh, maybe he just did it by accident. 69 times, just whoops. Oh, sorry, sorry. Lang Wrangler draws on his knowledge of chemistry. Yep. <laughs> From the professor that yep. he stabbed 69 yep. times in the back. Yep. And tells us... From a little bottle that he pulls out, a reaction between hydrogen peroxide and manganese dioxide produces oxygen. Just like the oxygen in this bottle, which keeps building up. Oh. Oh. I'll make a headstone out of your piss-soaked body with this glass, he says. And throws it at her, and it explodes into a bunch of icy shards. So, that actually makes a lot more sense than I thought it would. <laughs> um... Jolene Cujo, your blood vessels will rupture first since you're covered in wounds. <gasps> That's how that works. And then he says to himself, I got incarcerated for murder. <laughs> he, just, no, he just says that. He yells it at the top of his lungs. It's a standalone sentence. Yeah. It's Much like, like the sentence that he's serving for murder. I, I do love that. Imagine if like you were in jail and you're like, haha, I'm going to murder you. I, I was incarcerated for murder. That means I'm capable of it. Yes! It's like if you're at university and you pass one exam and then you go into another exam and you say, I was incarcerated for murder. <laughs> and everyone in the room's like, shit, he could pass this exam. Yeah. <laughs> so Jolene's um, cloud what? suit has been dissipated by the oxygen bomb. And she's looking terrified. Oh, no. But... But then... Our best boy weather report, everyone's favourite character, he... sacrifices his own cloud suit to give Jolene a cloud suit. <gasps> and he's like, take this, the last of my ham on. Use it well. Make those laser eyes Take fail. it from me, Jojo. And Jolene's like, weather report. And then weather report's face basically becomes bulbous and weird. Yep, pustules because... of boiling blood. Yep. And uh, they've trapped Lang Wrangler in a real Sophie's choice where he can let his blood boil and die horribly or he can turn off the zero gravity and let the atmosphere rush back in and let Jolene beat him up. And so he thinks to himself, well... Well, that's the better chance. Look, I could probably get away. And then the air comes back. And Jolene immediately punches him in the face with stone free. It's like, you should have turned the oxygen back on before when you were a bit further away, idiot. The air has pulled you into my grasp, you fucking moron. And she does big punches on him. And she, then she looks glorious. Powerful. She's backlit. Biceps. Rippling. Um, shimmering, glistening. Still technically flying. <laughs> Still kind of in the air. She punches the shit out of him. He lands in a, a um, laundry hamper of dirty clothes. She grabs the disc, touches down, lands softly, and is ultimately fine for how much blood boiled. Uh, so she looks down at Weather Report, and he's... He's less fucked. fine. Yeah, he's pretty fucked up at this point. But he's alive. Yeah. He's okay. Meanwhile, Father Poochie is like... If I go down this corridor, then I can look out into the courtyard. And that's about it for that. Yep. So <laughs> I think Weather Report explains that down the corridor, there's a door that leads to the courtyard. Well, no, they're in front of this door. Yeah. 
They're in front, front of, of this door. door. The door that they can't get through. Yeah. Jonathan's like, I'll get a prison guard to open it with Lang Wrangler's work permit, which is how we learn his name. Now, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but his photo... His, his official prison work permit photo. The one that he wants people to see. The one that the prison probably mandated he take. The one that if we were to say, hey, Lang Wrangler, can I see your driver's license? And he'd hand no, it over. Not even that, because it's not a driver's license. It's his prisoner ID that they need to be able to identify him via. Yeah. He's like, wearing... He's wearing the costume and the mask. Is he wearing the goggles too? Yeah. Like, everything's there. You can't... Like, you can't see his face. That's just his normal everyday outfit. Yep. And his thing he can't take off, apparently. Like, because they get you to take off your clothes for that, don't they? Yeah. So, is that just his skin? We can only hope. Ugh. His weird hair-like skin. Trick them, trick the guards into opening the door. Then, once the door opens, knock them out and force your way into the courtyard. But Jolene, you'll be charged with attempting to escape and you'll receive six months solitary confinement where you can't even exercise. And then Jolene's like, that's, that's enough. I've got to save my dad. My whole life's purpose right now is getting this disc out of here. My, my own motivation is intrinsically linked to the welfare of my father, not my own welfare. Hmm. Mm. That says a lot about her own self I mean, to be fair, that is kind of Jolene's whole thing. Like, the way she pretty consistently in stand battle was, like, sacrifices her own welfare to achieve the goal. Literally in this one, she got shot a bunch to then not be shot a bunch. Mm -hmm. And, like, threw herself into vacuum a couple of times. Yeah. So, she's pretty reckless. The guards are coming. Weather report, you go hide. Because if the guards see your wounds, they might think something's wrong and I won't be able to get through the gate. Ah, classic. Not weather report, go back that hallway we just came through, which leads directly to the medical wing. <laughs> go hide. Just just hide for a while. Can I heal myself? So, he hides behind some barrels and she bangs on the door and holds up the and scans the uh, Lang Wrangler access card. And a voice that we recognise, but which Jolene doesn't, is like, Oh, it's you. What is it, Lang Wrangler? What are you trying to do? And then slowly but surely... Hold still, I'll open the door. The door opens. And it's not a guard, it's a priest that Jolene's never seen before. <gasps> Why, it's a father. It's a father. Poochie. And uh, Jolene's like, what? Who's this guy? This isn't a guard. What's with his attire? Yeah, hang on. Direct quote. Who is he? He's neither a guard nor a prisoner. What could his attire mean? He's just clearly wearing priest clothing. <laughs> He's not a father. Like it's Jojo-y priest clothing. But, but it's, it's still... A, it's a black, like, frock with a big cross on it and a priest collar. And he does have priest hair, so... Uh, the famous priest hair where a grid of hair connects all of your main facial features. <laughs> Have you never seen a father wear all of his hair? Yeah, I've seen Hot Priest in Fleabag. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, to be continued. To be. So, she doesn't get to punch him yet. No it's punchies yet. She hesitates because she he's not a guard. And who is this man? What's Father Poochie? If only she knew. Then she could punch him and resolve all of her problems. Right? I mean, yeah, pretty much. Because she has the element of surprise, ironically. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't know she's there because she's hiding in the shadows of the door he just walked through. He hasn't been playing enough Dark Souls. He didn't check his corners. He's not holding up his shield right now. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't read the note that said, beware of right, as he went through the doorway. As he commonly thought, the note's just going to say, try but hole. Mm. And then when he turns, oh no, there it is. Oh no. So, Nick, what are our highlights and lowlights for this episode? My highlight is probably going to be... Um, I, I don't want to say it's the bit where he just yelled out, I got incarcerated for murder. <laughs> but when he goes full insane and he's like, I got away with it. And then Jolene's like, did you? Did you? Uh, I think that's probably my highlight because he's so confident and his face is literally bulging at the seams. And I love me a good bit of body horror. So it's all the bits I like being like, yeah, this is good stuff. Uh, this I can get into. This is some tasty, tasty moments. My highlight is probably um, the little manoeuvre Jolene does with um, threading the threads through the uh, turbine to pull him in. Like, you know, I love a good imaginative stand use. And even yeah. if I don't really understand the mechanics of how she got the string into the box in the yeah. first place. Well, that's when he was reloading. Yeah, but... The string was... The box was all the way over there. Yeah, and her string went through it. Anyway. It's JoJo's, baby. <laughs> like, I think it's a cool enough climax that I'm willing to overlook that. Yeah. And our lowlights... Hmm. The P word? Yeah, I think, like... <laughs> not even the fact that she needs to pee. Like, I think that's, that's like, an arrow key, like... It's a staple. I, I learnt about science bullshit thing and I'm gonna put it in here. 
Just like, I feel like it's kind of incongruous with Jolene's character to be so shy about it. Yeah. Considering that, well, I mean, to be fair, she wasn't really super outgoing with the first scene in the show where she was like, you know, I was doing that thing. Rochu. <laughs> Rochu? Yeah, her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Uh. But like, even in the first scene, she's like, the guard caught me wanking off. Yeah, but oh. I mean, that's different from needing to pee as well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. One of them is sort of like, there's no fluid coming out of me. Well, moving on. Yeah, anyway. So, I don't know. That bit's like, yeah. Like, what? The, what, what is the point of this bit? So is that yours as well? Um... To be fair, my lowlight's just probably going to be how quickly we resolve the pull-in punch bit. Because I feel like there could have been more gloating when that oh, happens. Oh, sure. But, love yeah. a good bit of gloating. Yeah, love a good bit of gloating. Um, yeah. so, Nick. Yes. Uh, Jolene has almost got to the courtyard. She has opened the final door, but a priest has stepped through it. A priest she doesn't recognise, but we do. It is, of course, Father Pucci, the stand user of Whitesnake. Yeah. Uh, weather report is pretty injured. Jolene is also should be pretty injured, but seems fine. So what will happen next time? Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Stone Ocean, episode 12, the final episode of this batch. Mm-hmm. Torrential downpour warning. Jesus Christ. Christ, okay. Uh, well, I know that the um, the surprise that Jolene had on the guard is gone. The surprise that Jolene had on the guard is However, gone. However, the surprise of this scene is not yet lost on me. Because, oh my god, I was very surprised when I saw Father Pucci walk in. Because yeah. I thought, I, I think I remarked to you, I was like, well, this, this happened very quickly. You thought he might be waiting at the courtyard for them? Yeah, I thought, oh, maybe, or like, maybe we would just... Or he would just send someone else again. Yeah, he'd send someone else or something else would happen. We wouldn't just have... Father Pucci versus Jolene now, you know? Mm. But we have also had, in part five, the boss came yep. in mid-season with the wrong silhouette. In uh, part four, we, Kira. Kira got away. Um, and in part three, we found a submarine. So we do it's have true, these... we did find a submarine. Yeah, we do have these mid-season things that happen with the bad guy. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, even in part two, it's like, oh, we lost to the bad guy mid-season. Well, keep in mind still, like, who knows what could happen next time, but... At this point, um, you know, Jolene doesn't know who Poochie is and Poochie doesn't know Jolene's there. So it could still go multiple ways. Yeah. So maybe Jolene makes a very rough estimate that's like, how could he know that I was here? Well, he had to know that I was here if he knew where I was going because the door was locked. But how did he know who Lang Rangrel is? (gasps) Maybe it's him and then punch him. Or she'll just be like, I don't know what to do because we're in a calm situation. And it's a priest. Yeah. And Jolene only works well. In extremely high tension situations. Oh, like all Jojo protagonists. Exactly. Not very good in the calm times. Very good in the tense times. Yeah. Um, they're better quick thinkers than they are slow fit thinkers. Exactly. They're see when they're in zero gravity, they've got perfect powers of observation. Mm, but when they're in normal gravity, they suck. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon she'll just wait too long, and then Father Pucci will be like, "Okay, I need to just manipulate her because she doesn't know who I am." So yet. she will. He. She won't. She won't successfully hide from him then i think she'll try to yeah i think she'll just be like who are you are you a guard and he'll be like no i'm just a chaplain where are you off to child and she's like out of my way nerd i've got to get to the courtyard for operation savage garden and then he will try to attack her weather report will pounce into his stand yes oh and then then she'll know no weather report will know because jolene will be facing that oh okay and yeah so Jolene will turn around, Weather Report will be like, he's a bad guy. And she'll be like, he's a what? But still not piece it together. Oh, okay. And it'll be one of those classic JoJo's moments where we're like, Jolene. Just talk to each you, other. Yeah, you dumb fucking goddammit. Just do the thing. Um, and that'll go on for like the whole episode. It'll go on for the rest of the season. <laughs> yep. And then uh, she'll make it to the courtyard. And what will await there? For Operation Savage Garden. Has she got the mind or the soul disc? She got the star platinum disc. The star platinum disc. Well, I mean, Jodoro probably won't be there so much as just a representative. Yep. And then he'll be like, thank you. So it's, a, hum- it's a human person? Yes. Okay. I think so. How did they get into the prison courtyard? I didn't think that through. <laughs> uh, what if it's just like, they come up in a capsule. like a jetpack guy. Oh my god, maybe. Or just like a capsule that comes from underneath. Oh, from the centre of the earth where the Speedwagon yeah. Foundation secret base yeah, is. Yeah, and there's just drills up. Mm-hmm. Hello, give me that. Alright, goodbye. It's like, can I come with you? No, no. it's only fits one. <laughs> uh, I need the yeah. second seat for my, uh, my, my, my feet. My bottle of cola. <laughs> no, please, I beg of you. <laughs> goodbye. Um, something like that, maybe? Or just, hey, chuck it over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Real easy. Yeah, and then she just hurls it into the sea. Where the unmanned underwater vehicle is. Mm, yes. Something to that effect, I think, is probably what's going to go down. 
and then it lands perfectly in Jotaro's comatose body and spins back up. And then Star yeah. Platinum can walk him around like a puppet. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to be like... Star Platinum's like, at last, I can speak. So do I you want to go get a coffee or something? <laughs> you know, it's me, Jotaro, but in my truest form. Oh, what form is that? Undead. I don't know what you're doing. Neither do I. Okay. Cool. I'm glad we don't know what's going on. You want to go look at some dolphins, says Star Platinum. I'd like that. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Poochie after that, though. Because I don't know if he's going to get moited, and, and then a new bigger oh, evil yeah. guy is going to Much like Keicho Nijimura in part four. Exactly, exactly. Where it's like, or oh. Pulpo in part five. Oh, Pulpo, you sweet banana-eating fuck. Or Risotto Nero, maybe more accurately. Yeah, but Risotto Nero was his own man at some point. He was just like a rogue, loose yeah, cannon. The Hitman team, you remember? The Hitman team! Thank you. Um, oh god, I remember. Oh god, I How remember. How could we ever forget the Hitman team? I did kind of forget the Hitman team. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen though. I think, uh, we might have Poochie be fine, but then he'll run away? Maybe? Possibly? Because they are weakened now. And then it's like, it's like, uh, now Jolene knows who he is, so he can't be in the prison anymore, so she has to break out of the prison to go get him. Ooh! Or he's gonna stay in the prison, but now he knows... Where she well, he already knows. He where just stays she is out of the women's prison in part. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, damn, I can't get him. Yeah, maybe it's like more and more security restraints are put on her. Nick, that thing that I just said reminded me of an image I put in our group chat yesterday. <laughs> which yes. appears to be from some I would assume some sort of comedy anime, but I don't have a source on it. But it's just a big wall of kanji, white kanji or katakana, I don't know. Okay. On an otherwise black screen, which says so in the second season of Prison Break, they've already broken out of prison, but the name works once you realise that society is a prison. <laughs> Fuck, that is too That's real. Stone Ocean, baby. That's Stone Ocean right there. The real Stone Ocean is society. And what the real prison oh. is prison. What if that is the message, though? Well, we'll find out um, next time and then in September. <laughs> <laughs> On JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And more specifically, JoJo's World. And until then, uh, maybe even in the second batch we'll have a new theme song. But until then... Uh, one day. <laughs> to be continued. continued. Da -da -da. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Uh. Loving it.